Hello, my fellow movie fans, and welcome to another episode of A Feast of Films Theater with your hosts, Matthew Alu and Ethan R. Hill. How's that? That was good. Oh, yeah. Classic. Classic. Hello, my fellow movie fans, and welcome to another episode of A Feast of Films. My name is Ethan R. Hill, and with me, as always, is... Jesse Prosser. He's not here this time. Is, Thank oh, goodness. Oh, shit, man. Oh, that's right. It, it, it's Matt. Aren't you glad we got Matt, rid of that stinky uh, yeah, boy? Uh, Prosser? No, I yeah, miss him. Yeah, stinky... I miss him no, so it's much. it's because you're, you're not in the same room as him. You don't have to I smell him. I miss him so him. much, I had to, <laughs> like, uh... uh I, I want to say focus him through my body, but that's not right. Matt, I can't remember. Have... I can't think of the word, though, because I'm on a podcast. A... You can never think of like, you know, when you're on podcasts or like doing stuff and you're like, I'm thinking of a word, but you can never remember it. Like any other moment in time, you would no, remember I don't have it. that problem. Oh, man. That's me like all the time. I'm like, shit, there was a word I was going to use. Can't remember what the hell that was. Nope. I, I have no problem performing. I'm, I'm pretty good at it. It's not what she said. <laughs> You don't know. We haven't taken a survey. <laughs> just, just, in fact, actually, just act like the wall. Oh, no. Oh. Matt, is, is well, that is, a, is, this is an interesting is that a, start. Is that a Jesse Prosser body pillow behind you? <laughs> no. You miss him that much? No. <laughs> Shut up, Ethan. <laughs> you cuddle up to your wife at night and you're like, can you talk to me in this voice? <laughs> Oh, can you kind of talk like this? Can you put on this accent <sighs> for me, please? Thank you. <laughs> uh, that's how Hilarious. much you've grown attached to Prosser. Oh, man. I'm just like, I miss Prosser. I love that guy. Where is he? He's he's being a, a responsible person having a job, I guess. <laughs> Not doing podcasts? Ridiculous. That's Working what we all do sets. in 2021. We all make podcasts, okay? I saw a TikTok where they, where they, they called us out. They're like um, white guys in their 30s either get really into IPAs, there was a second one, or, or like start, po- a or podcast. start a podcast. Yeah, yeah, and I'm I've like, seen that many, is, many times. Yeah. It was like six months into, and I'm like, oh, no. Oh. <laughs> Just like, God damn it. It's not like I started this because I thought people need to hear what I have to say. I'm not one of those guys. I'm just like, oh, I want to talk to Matt. And if people want to listen, that's great. Hey, guys, come listen to our stuff. I just like sometimes, listen, doing a podcast is fantastic because there's a lot of stuff that we hold inside. So sometimes it's therapeutic, you know, like and there's not always the the people around that share your passion. Like that's that's the problem. Like with your passion about movies or games or whatever, Sometimes you talk to people and they're like, okay, whatever. Like, you can tell they're not excited, right? So you get in front of a microphone, in front of nobody, and just yell out into the universe. You just exactly you yell out into the universe is very therapeutic. We just think that there's a bunch of people just sitting there listening to us, hands under their chin, just like story time when you were a kid, just like tell us more, Matt and Ethan. (laughs) It's like no, it's not like that at all. Everyone's yeah, like, why are these guys still talking right now? Shouldn't they be introing into their podcast? We're just like, nope, hey, like we're it, way off the deep end today already. Ten yeah, seconds who in. Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> Ten seconds but in. Like, I don't have, again, Matt, I don't have that problem, though, because, like, I live with Prosser, so what do you think we do in our free in our free time that is not recording 
this or anything like that. We normally talk about movies and get really excited. Oh, well, there you go. I was going to say cuddle, but yeah, that also probably makes sense. No, he doesn't let me. I try. Not a cuddler. No, No. well, I mean, not with me, at least. Mm. We've been we've been together for 10 years and he still just won't warm warm up to me. And that's what he said. (laughs) No, we've been coming up September. It is 10 years of living with him. That's crazy. That's, I know. How many people do you know who have roommates for that long? Married people? <laughs> <laughs> that's basically it. Yeah, that's true. People who are married or you're dating, right? And it's like, I've tried telling him, like, hey, man, I guess this means we're a couple. And he's like, no, no, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ, Ethan. Are, we oh, co- okay. are you guys common oh, law? Right. Common law. You don't get half my shit, Ethan. I, I have claimed if he dies, I get his stuff because... Uh, well, who else is who's gonna know? <laughs> I'm, gonna I'm sure he people? has other family somewhere. Yeah, I'm not gonna tell people. <laughs> He's just gonna disappear. Oh yeah, Prosser's doing fine. You oh, like weekend, weekend, weekend at, at Bernie's, Bernie's three? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can do the voice, so your phone calls are covered. There's a movie link for you guys. Anyway. Oh. I mean, I've, I've seen him, he, the way he falls asleep, it's basically weekend at Bernie's. Like, I actually have, like, a video of me, like, <laughs> he falls him passing out so hard, and, like, me walking into his room and poking him. Like, actively poking him for five minutes, and him <laughs> not waking up. And it's, it's great, because, like, when we first started, like, living Sounds like me, I could like sleep that. through a freaking, like, earthquake, man. I'd be like, what happened? Where's the house? I guess that's a tornado, but whatever. (laughs) I'm I'm weird because I can sleep through. I can sleep really well, but I also wake up really easily. And I I can sleep anywhere. I just when I'm sleeping in a bed, though, I don't have a good sleep. It's weird. I get more rest sleeping in a chair or something like that. But then I wake up sore. (laughs) Yeah, because you get old, man. I can't. No, this is for my my entire life. Like, oh, yeah, that's right. There's actually, like, pictures of me passed out in the ki- middle of a kitchen floor behind, like, family members. Just because I'd be playing and then i just fall over. Yeah. And just pass out. And, like, but with Browser, he used to he used to always be like, I need to get a katana because I'll protect the house if anyone breaks in. It's like, first off, that's illegal. If someone breaks in, you can't use a katana on them. Which, is, will not. which is bullshit. Number <laughs> one. You're breaking into my house, man? Like... I'm sorry, if you break in my house, and my kids are here, and my wife is here, and it's just me and you, you're dead, and I will use whatever it takes, because you ain't getting past me. I die, or you die, or you leave. That's your options. (laughs) Like, I'm not messing around, man. I'm not taking a second chance. Regardless, it's not legal. Either way, it's not legal. I'm gonna slap you with a glove and challenge you to a duel while you stab me, and then I'm dead. Then what good am I? No. I don't know if duels are legal either, but... Probably not. But also, again, I, I've I've Katana's proven him time and time again. We need to protest this, everyone. Katana should be legal in house defense. <laughs> you would have much fewer break-ins. Listen, man, Texas is just giving handguns to anybody. You don't have to have licensing. You don't have to have training. You don't have to have anything, okay? You can just get a handgun. So why can't we use Katanas? It seems... Because seems we're fair. Canada, so they just give us beavers or maple syrup. <laughs> You can set maple syrup booby traps. Like, oh, whoopee. What is this, Home Alone? <laughs> oh, no, the syrup. I can't move anymore. There's just so oh, much maple. Man. Yeah, that's pretty much it. 
you get the one the one burglar who's like allergic to maple syrup and you kill him. just kills him like oops <laughs> shit oh no my oh my obscure allergy ah like, my bad my bad um but you know he was very convinced that he would be our protector but like i've proven to him several times now it's like dude you will not be the one to protect us because you would not hear anyone come into the house if i can walk into his room playing videos on my phone like making noise walk into his room and he doesn't wake up so i can then stop that and poke him and that doesn't wake him up i can shake him and that doesn't wake him up like yeah you're already dead dude sorry man yeah. <laughs> game over 100 like, percent. just the worst guard dog like useless yeah it's 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 just how he sleeps and that's fine i <clears throat> i don't see a super huge problem with it as long as again he's not being the one being like i will protect us it's like maybe get a get an actual dog if you if you're gonna yeah. be like that man you probably shouldn't like hang out with him like during a zombie apocalypse or whatever or at least no, don't he's... put him on night watch be like... no um actually my strategy this has been a long-running joke since i've met him is like if zombie apocalypse happens i'm killing him like not even like when he turns like just <laughs> you're like, just gonna mer- kill him. just mercy kill <laughs> straight up because he's either gonna get himself killed or get me killed and I'm just like, no, I'm no. not. And that's that that all started from like a uh, uh, so if he ends up dead thing. one day, we'll, you'll just be like, I thought it was the zombie apocalypse, guys. I'm sorry. I just did what oh, I no, had like, to do. I'll wait until there's like actual proof of zombie apocalypse. Like, I won't just kill him and like hope for the best. that it's like, ah, well, I thought the world was ending. Like, oh, I'll, I'll sorry, wait it was just a raccoon know. outside. My bad. My bad. <laughs> but like it all started because we were talking bad. about we were talking about toilet paper usage. And, like, he was complaining because, like, the brand I bought wasn't nice enough. And I'm like, what are you going to do in the event of an apocalypse? What are you going to do? He's like, well, I'll find toilet paper and I'll stock up on it. And it's like, so COVID has proven, this is all pre the toilet paper pandemic. Right. Like, COVID has proven that's not going to work. That's not, it's not going to work at all. So, like, <laughs> so what are you going to do? Like, you're caught in the woods. You're going to use leaves. And I don't know. I don't want to do that. And it's like, dude, what do you think's going to happen? This is why I'm killing you first. <laughs> Uh, like resort to sticks dude resort to sticks or he'd be like i'm not pooping exactly he'd hold it in (laughs) and like at the end of the day that would kill him one way or the other too it's nothing personal it's just survival and it's just taking care of me and the people around me (laughs) it's just business exactly i'm not i'm not sitting here going like yes i want to kill this man because he's my best friend and i love him but when it comes down to surviving yeah and the thing is if i leave him alive he'll come back for revenge like that's happened time and time again we've seen it before so like i can't just like leave him on the side of the road and be like good luck buddy have have a good good luck surviving because then like either he's going to survive and he'll come back to kill you yeah he'll danny mcbride me from like yeah this is the end yeah or he'll turn into a zombie and i'll get my comeuppance in the third act because that's also what happens that also happens too yeah i know like there's like there's only one surefire fire way. Like the the only other problem though is like then his family or f- other friends might come for me too. Like there's like it's really tricky. It's really tricky in this fictional scenario. Have you? Uh, well, I guess you. I guess you haven't played The Last of Us Part Two, but like or Part One. Yeah, or Part One. But like like that's the whole. That's one of the main themes in Part Two is the cycle of uh, violence and revenge that happens. It's one of the themes, and it's kind of pretty much like that. Yeah. It's a never-ending cycle, man. Never-ending cycle. Anyway. 
How do you spell gonorrhea? <laughs> Just why? <laughs> so I'm texting it to Prosser. Why? <laughs> Just <That's> pretty close. <laughs> gonorrhea. Gonorrhea. Okay. So anyway, speaking of awkward segues into 2004, (laughs) Matt, did you know that Dawn of the Dead remake by Zack Snyder came out in 2004? I did know that. I did Did see it. Did you also know it's not on my list of top films of that year? I didn't know that, but it's also not on my list, so... I'm glad we don't have to talk about that train wreck. I am also glad because I never saw it, so it didn't. Um, it, as far as zombie movies go, it's it's a it's a fun zombie movie, I guess. But it's just like it's it's one that I if I can if I can pick any other zombie movie to watch, it's not that one. <laughs> yeah, like I'll watch pretty much any other one. Yeah, there's like a select few that I would watch above that, but, but yeah, uh, twenty twenty oh four. 2004, Matt. How did you find the year? 2004. 2004 was uh, interesting. Um, Sometimes surprising. Surprising in the fact that, like, how old some of these movies actually are. It was like, good lord. Was it really in two... Like, are these movies that old? What in the Sam Hill? That was part of it. The other part of it was, I was... 13 when these came out so a lot of the movies it's like didn't see so many of these movies i just started picking movies for the first half of the year that i knew of and kind of like had seen at some point because it's like yeah i don't like they're not my favorite movies ever but like i've seen them <laughs> like because i thought i would just run out of movies by the time i got to the end like did i watch anything in 2004 halfway through the year all the movies started showing up i was like oh, okay i love this one okay here we go here we go. See, for me, it was the opposite, where, like, most of these movies are ones that I grew up watching all the time, and then I kind of stopped watching them, or there's ones that I found later, yeah. but, like... Like, I got a couple that are, like, my favorite easily in this group, and the rest are kind of like, I've seen that movie, <laughs> so... Do you want me to... Do you want to do you want to do something different this time and just quickly run through our lists and then start talking about specific ones? So we see how much parallel there is as opposed to the usual us going back and forth or what, what, how do you want, how do you want to handle the years? Well, do you want to do it like, uh, do you want to do it like last, last time? That was, that was okay. Like kind of go one back and forth for like, I don't know, two movies or three movies or something. And then just like break down the rest of our list quick. And that way, if we have similarities, we can just talk about it while we're talking about it. Yeah, because I have like 17 or 18 or 19. Yeah, I do not have that many. I got a lot. But like again, man, like a lot of this stuff is stuff I, I watched growing up. And then some that I found out as I got older. Too. I have but one like, worst movie. I was like, God, that was terrible. Really? I don't have any worst movies. I mean, I, I've, at this point, I've just been leaving the worst movies off because it's like, eh. I always put I in like one. If there's one movie. that's like significantly like I remember like that was terrible. I will put it in. Just the one, though. I won't ever do more than one. I always like to have one that's like, this was literally the worst movie that year that but I it saw. Could be, 
it could be the best for someone else. I'm curious. What's you? Okay, let's start with that. Actually, what's your worst movie? I want to know. <laughs> Freaking Catwoman, man. Oh, I never. I've. I have actually never seen Catwoman. <laughs> it was not good, dude. It was like, okay, Holly Berry's a babe, but that and movie that was, was not good. <laughs> Look, thirteen-year-old <laughs> me wanted to watch it because Halle Berry looked amazing. Yes. Uh, like that was not there's a couple movies on like... this list that i was like i'm watching that because look at chicks nice like when you're 13 like you don't really care too much about plot but even at that i was like this movie's terrible and it, oh goodness, and it also see her elbow that's exciting <laughs> like literally and it that's, also... that's what it's like for a 13 year old boy <laughs> oh man terrible terrible man hormones growing up and that kind of stuff terrible you just have no sense of any common sense at all like it's just ridiculous just out the window i saw her midriff but that it, is so new and exciting but it also reminded me one of the things that was happening during this like e3 weekend that like because there was nothing happening at e3 minus like xbox so there was like this big lull and twitter started having this conversation because um wb like so the people who make like that harley quinn animated series mm-hmm. want to put out a scene where batman's eating out catwoman mm. Right? Did you hear about that? And they're yeah, like, actually, heroes don't do that. So that scene never got can. Like, it got cut or whatever, supposedly. But, like, Twitter, like, all weekend, like, in the middle of this big gaming festival, everyone's talking about heroes do do that. And everyone's giving their, like, opinion. It was so funny. So that kind of reminded me of that. I'm like, man, I'm putting that in there. I, I found out because, like, my heroes friend don't texted- do that. Appreciate your ladies, man. My friend texted me asking me about it and didn't give any context, so I thought he was just like randomly making Does this Batman, up. Because like, that's yeah. well, that's normally that's what we do. Like me and this guy, we normally talk about like random stuff, like things like that. Just comes up. We spent me, him, Prosser, and another roommate spent an entire night coming up with different acronyms for RCMP. Yeah, like the the robot Canadian Mounted Police. Like we'd go through and replace one word. And then describe what exactly that was. Oh boy, like, that's the kind of random stuff we do. And so when he texted me this, I just thought it was like he was he because he asked me. He's like, "Would like we were discussing this? Like, would Batman do this?" And I'm like, "Well, because it depends. It depends on like it depends if it's Batman or Bruce Wayne or the guy in the middle, right? Because like, would Batman do that? Would selfish billionaire playboy Bruce Wayne do that?" That's way like, too complicated of a question. The answer should just be yes. Look after your ladies, man. Oh, it was a, it was a whole thing. There was a whole anyway, discussion. <clears throat> it was funny. It was I thought it was like the funniest shit in the middle well, of this big gaming conference that everyone there was so little going on that everyone's like, nah, we just gotta stop and talk about this right now. Like it was so, a public service announcement on Twitter. It was hilarious. But that's also not the first time DC has pulled stuff like this. I found this out recently. Yeah, no, Apparently, they always do um, shit like that. Neil Gaiman, when he was writing The Sandman, I think it was, he wanted to have a masturbation scene in there. And DC told him, the head of DC said, no, masturbation does not exist in the DC universe. Okay. Yeah. So that's apparently, that's apparently. Those 13 year olds must be really bored. (laughs) Why do you think everyone's turning to crime fighting? (laughs) That's true. That's why everyone's on the street. (laughs) I saw a video where a guy was like, no wonder Batman's so angry all the time. <laughs> that's pretty damn funny. That's but like, that's appar- Apparently that's that's how they are. They're like, nope, that stuff doesn't exist in DC. But then there's that but then there's that one animated series where like Batman bangs Batgirl and it's like but like in a Oh really... no, that's the thing. 
really normal. awkward way. Like it was just like I'm like that seemed uncomfortable. But that's like sex is fine. Straight up sex is fine. It's as soon as you start going away from just like your basic stuff. It's it's missionary. <laughs> that's it. The very basic. It's, you know that uh, the scene ah, of uh, so you know twenty two jump jump street where like Batman must be describing a boring it. lover. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> you know the um, there's that twenty two jump street scene where it's like have you you've seen twenty two jump street right? Yeah. Where he's like, like he's describing Jonah Hill's describing what he was doing to Ice Cube's daughter without telling that it's his daughter. It's like it's we're talking daughter, missionary, yeah. <laughs> and we're talking missionary. We're talking that's one me of on the top f- and her on the bottom. <laughs> that's one of the funniest moments in that film when Dude. he realizes it's like Ice Cube. Oh da- snap! Oh, what's <laughs> going on? Yeah, yeah. Like Dude. that's one of the funniest scenes in that film. Easy. I stand by, and I need to rewatch them. I think Twenty One and Twenty Two Jump Street are super underrated for comedies. Yeah, probably. I like. I haven't how seen we... them for a long time, but yeah, they're they're great. And I also appreciate that we were talking about how terrible Catwoman is as a movie, and we've just completely derailed to talk about how awesome all these other things are, or how weird DC is. Yeah. So do we want to move on from how terrible Catwoman Probably. is? It's so bad we don't. It was it's so, so bad, bad we, we don't want to talk about it. We got distracted by whether by how good other things are. Does things to Catwoman should be how how good generous of a, lover how man, good of a lover Batman <laughs> should be. Apparently, according to DC, lousy. Although apparently, I think I I think I heard something like that was false. I don't know. I'd need to look into it more. Either way, it was still a hilarious moment for the internet. Yeah, it was pretty great. And therefore, a hilarious day for the rest of the world. Funny, funny. So, uh, okay, let's go on the exact opposite, Matt. What would be your top pick for 2004? Um, Easy, man. Easy. Freaking dodgeball. I really... Dude, I freaking love dodgeball. Like, that's on my list, too. Like, I I love dodgeball, but, like... I loved it. Like if it is on TV, if I see it, it was, I think it was on Netflix for a while. It still might be there. I don't know. But like, as soon as I see it, I'm instantly clicking it, man. Like I laughed so hard at that movie that I'm like, this is just my favorite film. Like overall, oh, it's, it's, it's so such funny. a good film. It's Bond, Ben Stiller, freaking uh, patches. O'Houlihan there, man. It was like so funny. Alan Tudyk I, as the pirate guy, pirate Steve, <laughs> Pete, Arr, Steve, not Pete. Steve. No, I said Steve, or I tried to say Steve. I heard Pete. <laughs> Listen, this is like, the second podcast. On a reto- side note, man. Reto- I was going to say retorting today. See, I can't, I, I'm, I'm getting to the point where I'm becoming like, just not your, able to your speak. Your mouth is getting numb. My mouth is like, man, you're getting numb. It's, it's trying to get away. It's like we, we, we're done here, man. We out of here. We out of here. Um, do you yeah, remember? Like, like, I love that movie so much. You you remember like the reason like that movie exists is because of the height of popularity that Dodgeball was at around two thousand and four. No, I don't remember any of that. Dude, at all. like it was actually like there was a legitimate like extreme sports competition of Dodgeball. It was That's like on, awesome. I think it was on Spike or something like that, and like that was like Dodgeball was huge. Around 2000, I think, 3 to 2006. It was absolutely huge to a point where even, like, the high school I went to for the, like, they had annual dodgeball tournaments too, like, extreme dodgeball. Like, it was insane. Like, and it was on, like, it was televised. Dodgeball was televised. And that's why, like, that's why the movie, like, 
really just dug into that. Yeah, because yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, like extreme dodgeball. All right, let's do that. And it. Man, I always forget about how crazy and how weird the like 90s and 2000s early were. 2000s. Like, come on, dude, dude. everything was just extreme. Come everything on, was dude. like extreme. Yeah, extreme Frisbee, like freaking extreme house painting. Get your ass out there. Paint that house. I'm like, OK, do you have depression? Well, try our medication. It'll make you feel slightly better. Extreme depression medication. Oh, yeah. Like, that's that was every commercial. Every commercial out yeah, there. Yeah, that was a lot of times. There's that. What was that? Like, power thirst. Do you remember those ones on the internet that they made? And they were, like, the, yeah. the funniest commercials. Power first. We'll make you run as fast as canyons. You'll be able to run as fast as a million canyons. It was... I don't know, something like that. What? I'm doing a terrible job. I, I have no idea, it. man. Because I have, like, these little flashes of memory, but, like, not a full memory of it. I could, honestly, though, that sounds like an early, the thing is that sounds like an early 2000s commercial. It wasn't a real like, commercial. Like, it was, like, a spoof thing. But they're, uh, like, it, sound, it sounds like a parody. But that's what it, like, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, exactly, man. But no, honestly, man, like, though, like, Dodgeball was so funny because you had, not you had, obviously, great performers and, like, Vince Vaughn and ben stiller, ben stiller going head to head ben stiller was so funny like sometimes ben stiller is like hit or miss for me but when he's playing those characters that are just re- just so ridiculous i absolutely love him because he always goes full out he always nails it it was just absolutely great and then you have like the whole not only like the sports aspect of it which was fun and them doing the training montages but that whole underdog story as well of them just trying to save their crappy old gym you know um justin long is in that one too like there's just so many like great performers who bring different things to that film and it's just it is so much fun and one of my most beloved films that i will press play on immediately if i see it Zero questions asked. 2004 favorite film. Easy dodgeball. Easy, man. Easy. I, I can't I can't argue too much. Again, it's it is one of my top films. Like I do really enjoy that one. Uh this year was tricky for me because there's like there were so so many films that like as a kid, as I bought the DVDs, I would watch on repeat over and over again. And actually Dodgeball was one of them. Mm-hmm. I think I got that when I was about fifteen or sixteen. And I yeah. would just watch it on repeat. Like most of the movies on my list are the movies that I would do that and just consistently watch. Oh, the, nerdy, that's all I, the nerdy dad guy with the, the pissed off like mail order bride lady. That was hilarious. Is that, that Steven Root? <sighs> I can't remember. I don't remember who is. Uh, yeah, I don't know who he was. Oh, dude, the cast was hilarious. That's all like, I The know. cast had was really money, good chemistry. Man. Money. Anyway, sorry. Keep going. No, it's, it was just, man, it was hard. It was a hard pick for me this year. And I thought... So when I was looking at it, I quickly Googled it and stuff. I looked at it, and I, I'm like, in my brain, before I Googled it, I'm like, it's Shrek 2. Shrek 2 is my top pick. It's got to be Shrek 2. Mm-hmm. And then I Googled it, and for sure enough, Shrek 2 was the highest grossing movie of 2004. Yeah, easy. And I'm like, I'm like, yes, that's it, 100%. And then I scrolled through the list, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's Shrek 2, and then I got to The Incredibles and immediately yep. pushed Shrek there 2 you aside. Go. You're just like, and eh, never mind. Like, Shrek 2 is See up there. See you later, donkey. See the you, reason, donkey. The reason why I can pick Incredibles over Shrek 2, over Spider-Man 2, over the surprising amount of sequels that happened in 2004, mm, um, yeah. 
is because The Incredibles was a good standalone film. Yeah. And it was a good enough standalone film they didn't make a sequel until, like, I don't know, like, 10 what, plus years two later. years ago? 15 years when, later? When, 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 when was that one? Yeah. I want to say 2018. Or, Could have been, yeah. yeah. Good handful of years or later. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, but it's such a good movie. It is one of my favorite superhero movies of all time. It's one of my favorite animated movies of all time. Like, it just is such a good movie. And it's not one that I watch on repeat over and over again. But I watch it at least once a year. Like, it's, it is, it is one of those that, like, I just, I love that movie. It's so fun. It's hilarious. Got lots of heart. It's typical Pixar. Like, there's not much you can say about it because it's just, it's the Incredibles. Like, dude, once Pixar Pixar shows up in a conversation, it's like, what are you going to say? Right? Like, what are you really going to say? They're always bringing the heart. They're always bringing the tears. They they always focus on story and character first, right? Like, and it just, it, it, because it, and that's the that greatest thing about The Incredibles. Like, it was one of the earliest superhero films that was really, really, really good. Like, like leagues above anything that kind of came before. And even for a long time that came after, arguably still holds up to, like, any of the best today. But well, because it I... has that heart, because it has the character, and it's not focused just on the powers. The powers just supplement the human story underneath. Well, and I, I've sung Brad Bird's praises many, many times on mm-hmm. this podcast, and that's that's him who's directing it again, and that's a lot of people really wanted to see him directing Fantastic Four. Yeah, because like I mean, he, it's he a similar it. dynamic. He already did yeah. it, right? Yeah, so it's pretty like, much, yeah. And like to me, it, he's just he's a great director. I want to see more stuff from him. I want to see. I have yet to see a film of his where I haven't liked it. So it's one of those things of like. This is a no-brainer for me. It's he's one of my top directors. He's one of it's one of my top films. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much more I can say about the Incredibles. Like it's they are uh, incredible. Yeah, I need to go back and rewatch it. But I packed up all my movies. Not that I have like a bunch of streaming services that I could watch it on. But you know, yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah, no, definitely not. Well, it's it's definitely not Disney Plus or anything. Pretty sure well, it's like, not on there. So right now I'm go- I'm doing that marathon through the classic Disney movies, right? Through the animated Disney movies. Sure. And I've debated breaking it up with Pixar, like jumping into it and stuff like that. Oh, but I feel bad. like but bad I feel idea. like I can't I can't do that until I reach the era that Pixar shows up in. in. Fair enough. Yeah, and no. Like, I agree. You got to stick to your you got to stick to you got to stick to it, man. I'm at the tail Just end of the 70s right now. Hold tight, man. You can do it. I got up to the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Oh, that's nice. It's, yeah, apparently that came out in the late 70s, and I had no idea. Who knew? I thought it was a... Well, I mean, probably a lot a of 90. people. We, we watched it in the 90s, right? Every Yeah, every Disney movie's a 90s movie, because that's when we watched it. Yeah. Wait, I thought this came out in the 90s, man. That's wild. Snow Boy and the Seven Dwarves, I'm pretty sure that came out in the 90s, bro. <laughs> Honestly, Dude, you know how long it's... we'd have to do this podcast to get to that movie? <laughs> Ever? <laughs> Man, no, I'm 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 down. I'm down to talk about if we ever want to just we can always just break off from doing random uh random years of movies and just start talking about Disney movies. We could probably just that's do, how we do that all the you, time. <laughs> if you wanted to do a deep dive series into Disney after the Star Wars series, I I we can do that. We'll, I don't know, man. We'll get I at least know. 30 years out of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I could talk about Disney movies for far too long. For far, days far too and days long. and days. How many times on this podcast has um 
has a Disney movie been my top pick? I don't know. I haven't tracked. I have any. I'd be kind of curious to see you, but I feel like it's honestly probably more than I think. Hmm. But like, again, they make just good stuff, especially hmm. Pixar. They just make great things. Yeah, Disney was on like Disney's been rolling pretty good the last like good like decade and a bit here too. Like they've always made quality stuff, but lately well, it's, it's just been on a higher it's been on a higher level. What it's what I've been raised on too. So That's there's true, gonna be yeah. that sentimental that sentimental connection is always gonna be there. Yeah. Like that's just I was going to say the unfortunate truth, but like, is that really unfortunate? Is that really a bad thing? <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? We're yet to see uh, the results of years of exposure. <laughs> decades well, I mean, upon decades I mean, of exposure. Again, I, it's been 30 years of exposure for me, and I feel like I've turned out pretty well adjusted for a Disney kid, you know? You're going to murder Prosser first thing in a zombie apocalypse. It seems questionable at best. I feel like Walt Disney would support that. Uh, I feel like he would, he would, as the shrewd businessman that he was. I feel like Mickey Mouse would probably just kill both you guys. Like, he would just, I feel like, save everybody. I feel like a Mickey Mouse would turn into reality if there was a zombie apocalypse for no reason, but just that it would happen. Oh, that's that's horrifying that's actually terrifying it would be scary right i'd be like well i'm probably just gonna kill myself just call it a day (laughs) like well that's it for me guys oh no now i just have images of mickey mouse pulling guns on people and that's not that's not good at all that's not a good time at all matt seems accurate what's your next pick um for my second one incredibles was also on my list as well I'll just point that out, I guess. Um, my second work, second one, I'm trying to decide. Hmm. It's a tough decision. It is a tough one. Um, should we just talk about Spider-Man 2? Because that's a, that's guess, on yeah. my list, and it's right up there. I'm not sure if it is this, like my second favorite, but it is right up there. Do you feel like it is the strongest excuse me of that series? Easily. I think it still probably is the strongest Spider-Man film period that we've gone from like standalone Spider-Man films. Um like I, I love the Tom to... Holland ones, I like the Andrew Garfield ones, but like Spider-Man 2 cuz it really brought into that question in, in, in like you know that, that choice that heroes have to make. Do I choose myself, my life, you know, the, kind of the people around me? Do I choose to live normal? Or do I choose to be the hero? Do I sacrifice, you know, does Peter Parker win and I not be Spider-Man or do I be Spider-Man and Peter Parker continues to lose? Because that's one of the points you always brought up, right? You always say Spider-Man wins, but Peter Parker always loses, right? And it's, in yes. that film, it's that choice. Does that remain the same? Or do I choose to have peter parker win you know like so it becomes this really like identity crisis in the middle of this whole situation going on with like doc ock and stuff and like he was great and when i, I love the, the fact that he's coming back Ock. in far from home or not far from home no way home 
is pretty exciting. Just the fact that Alfred Molina is coming back as Doc Ogg. I'm like, that's pretty cool. He was a good choice because it was something different than like it was something different than the versions that I had seen. But he really like nailed the character. It was just yeah. also it was always bizarre to me. The idea of like evil arms. Yeah, the arms being evil. <laughs> yeah, that, that always was a little messed odd. me up as a kid. But like, it's so Sam Raimi. I, the more that I've watched Sam Raimi stuff and watched his older films, you're like, oh, this like, tracks. <laughs> oh, 100 percent, dude. Like the whole, the whole um, uh, operation scene where they're like suddenly get killed by the arms. Mm-hmm. That's just straight up Evil Dead. Like literally chainsaw into the frame yeah that's that's straight up evil dead army of darkness and it's amazing um me and pros are actually planning to uh revisit those uh when we move into our new place oh yeah that'll be that's how we're gonna that's how we're gonna christen the new place is to watch the first three spider-man movies yeah yeah which i'm excited about i like I like them. I haven't seen them in so long, and I genuinely... I do prefer the Andrew Garfield ones myself. Just because, like, I like what they did with the characters, and, like... The character side is better. Some of the Spider-Man stuff gets a little weird. But the character work is more natural, I find, than... Whereas Sam Raimi's stuff is very... Dramatic, right? Fair enough, sure. Yeah, it's it's more drenched in, uh... Yeah, drama than just being over, kids, over the right? top drama, but it yeah. works because it's it works as a comic book film because that's technically what comic books are. Yeah. Whereas, like, if you're looking for more modern adaptations, Andrew Garfield is really good. Sure. And the Tom Holland ones are also good, but they're also super different from the other two guys. Very, like, very different. Like, yeah. it's connected universe is kind of the biggest change mm-hmm. with Tom Holland stuff. Like, that's. Well, That's and how that whole Marvel real... universe affects his him being Spider-Man, right? And yeah. the fact that his Spider-Man not necessarily is younger, but like he definitely seems less like a mature Spider-Man, right? Like even at, even though Andrew Garfield in the first one was still in high school, he was I think grade ten supposed to be roughly. No, he was a. I want to say he was a senior. No, because he graduated in the second one, right? At the beginning of the second one, he graduated high school, right? Yeah, and I want to say that... Um, and then that first one probably took place, what? Do you think it took place two years in between, or like a year or less? Well, I want to say it was either a year or the beginning of the school year. Oh, of that same year? Yeah. Oh, it could have been. I don't track the time. But, like, he was definitely older, and in Sam Raimi's, obviously, Peter Parker graduated at the beginning of the film, pretty much, right? Like, really yeah. early on. So this well, is a that's... much younger Spider-Man. This is like grade nine. <laughs> like the, he's like, just a kid. Like, and it's very evident that he's just a kid. Well, and that's where for me, like I feel, I feel like it was a missed opportunity because I'd be curious to see it. I would love to see it at some point. Is not having an older Spider-Man interacting with the Avengers because at the end of the day, like it would be a weird mix of like, yes, I'm older and more experienced, but I'm still like the least experienced out of everybody here. Yeah. Right, it would be an interesting dichotomy, but I again I think what they did with Andrew or with Tom Holland I think is still is still good. It's not my favorite, but it's still really well done. Oh and yeah, Sam like Raimi and I like the that. Sam Raimi ones are always going to have a soft spot in my heart. Yeah, because that's they're like the ones we went to when we I were kids, with. though, right? Like that's like, the thing, man. That's the thing. Like those were the first Spider-Man films we'd seen, like live action. That was the they real deal. Scared me so good too. Like they were they were they were pretty scary. They had moments of being pretty creepy. Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah, absolutely. So, I, I still think the second one, though, just, like, in general, like, as a film itself, is probably still the strongest one. Like, I really like the other ones and what they've done in the MCU, like I said, and Andrew Garfield's, but I don't know. I didn't, Maybe it's just nostalgia. Um, maybe if I watched it, like, tomorrow, I'd be like, mm, never mind. <laughs> just, just never mind. But, like, how I remember it, how I feel about it, it's like, yeah, I really like those other ones, but I just... There is something about it, man. I don't know. What's well, another? Again, it's one of those movies that's on my list because I would watch it on repeat over and over and over. Mm-hmm. Like that was they were that was just one of the one of the big ones. Hundred percent. What's the next one on your list? Uh, let's talk about. I mentioned it, so let's talk about Shrek Two. Oh, okay. Um, I feel like Shrek Two is probably what I would consider to be the perfect sequel. Um. Like it's it perfectly encapsulates everything that a sequel should and would be. It's not great standalone, but it can be watched on its own. Like, fair enough. I get what you're saying. Okay, yeah. And it just it it adds to the universe. It doesn't take things away. It's still the writing's just as strong. The comedy's just as strong. I can't think of a better sequel to a franchise. Or to a movie than Shrek 2. I like Shrek 2. I, I like... <sighs> I'd, say, I'd say it's as strong as the first one. If not stronger at some points. I like Shrek 2 did not really work for me that well. Well, Matt, I guess that's the end of the podcast. Everyone, if, I, like, if I'm thinking about correctly, or maybe I'm thinking about the wrong Shrek movie. Like, I've watched so many, like, you know, and it's been a long time Wait, since I've gone back to Shrek. which one do you think Shrek. is Shrek 2? Well, isn't Shrek 2 is when they go to the... Ki- but then, yeah, they go, yeah, to, the so they go to the far, kingdom far, far away, right? Is yeah, that the one Prince where he Charming turns and... into the person? Yeah, it turns into sexy Shrek, yeah. Yeah. It was yeah, hit and man. miss for me. Like, there were some moments that I really liked. I don't think... Like, I didn't like the kingdom of far, far away, I think. Like, I think there was a whole aspect there that I didn't really care for. <sighs> I love that. Um... Matt, I can't, I can't I, dude there was just like I, I don't know man I'm sorry it just I hit me it just hit me different and it just like I, I still really like the movie it's on my list you know what I mean like it's not like it's not on my list I just what's don't better, think it's like what's the a better sequel than Shrek 2 then I don't know off the top of my head <laughs> like, that's because there isn't one I don't know off the top of my head okay you can't just like say things name me this off the top of your head here I already have my answer where's your answer smartass yeah like, come you on you can't where's... just pull it out of thin yes air. I can like, listen I have a plan I'm hosting answer. the show I've prepared this for five years where's your answer off the top of your head like I, I can't just pull things off the top of my head and just give you an answer and I don't want to give you a poor answer either maybe Empire Strikes Back there you go you're welcome but what I'm mm. what I'm saying is, uh, like I just I just overall like that. as a film like not even I'm not even saying I'm not saying it's a bad sequel I'm just saying and when you kind of mention the standalone aspect that makes sense to me because like just as a film itself I'm like eh it was okay it was all right I preferred the first one better and I think I didn't mind the third one I think the third one was okay. Honestly, I don't remember. I didn't like the fourth one though. I was like, oh, this is not very good. The third and the was there one a okay, fifth one? Like, Did a fifth one happen or no? No, there's like holiday specials, and I know they're teasing a fifth one and they're teasing a reboot and all that. It's weird. Oh, okay, okay. It's okay. weird and confusing. It just felt like there was like a billion of it almost felt like land before time for like <laughs> you know what I mean? For a long time. It was like, how many of those are there? 35 or some crap. But 
like I don't like just as a film itself I don't know like I just don't know if it was the characters like I just think some of the characters didn't work for me or I didn't like them or I didn't like like the feel of far far away or like maybe the dad I was like that guy's a dickhead I just don't like I don't know but he learns his lesson yeah I, I like honestly dude I couldn't pinpoint it and say this is why but I just remember the first time watching it being like yeah that was okay Maybe it didn't have enough donkey in it. Maybe that was the problem. I don't know. He is pretty well throughout the entire movie. Dude, honestly, I can't even tell you. Like, if you're looking for a reason, I don't have one. I'm just giving you what I remember off the top of my head. Now, if we watched him again today, I may completely change my mind, right? I think you need to revision Shrek 1 and 2. Like, these... Well, I love 1. I love 1. Well, 1's a classic. Exactly. Um, But yeah, I just don't remember liking 2 as much. Well, that's, but that's where to me, I think like, cause I would consider two to be on par with one. Like, and that's what, that's how good of a sequel it is. And most of the time sequels aren't better. Right. Yeah. Like for the most part, it's, it's actually funny. Cause like on my list, there's Spider-Man two, which I would consider better than the first one. Shrek two, which I would consider at least on par with the first one, if not better. Um, Scooby-Doo two, which Honestly, I really enjoy Scooby Doo too compared to the I do first not movie. remember like, it. No. Both both are really good in my opinion. And then Chronicles of Riddick is another sequel. Yeah, I didn't see that one. And like you've never seen Chronicles of Riddick? No. Oh my goodness. I think you would enjoy them. It's like Vin Diesel before family. Yeah. I I'm like, no, like I am not I'm not the biggest Vin Diesel fan, like in general. But yeah. Chronicles of Riddick is a series I wish he would have done more with. And he's tried apparently, but like, cause they did, they did, there's Pitch Black, Chronicles of Riddick, and then just Riddick. Oh, okay. And I've, I've enjoyed all three movies, but Chronicles of Riddick was like starting this weird fantasy thing. Yeah. And then Riddick just went back to Pitch Black's survival horror roots. And it's like, oh, no, okay. I want to do the weird science fiction high fantasy. Wait, Keep going. Wait, this why, is cool. Why are we going back? Yes, overall, I, I still think I think Shrek 2 is a, a really, really, really good sequel. And I think the reason why, to me, it holds up as a better sequel than Empire, necessarily. Empire, you still need the trilogy to finish off that whole thing. You still need you still need Return. Whereas, Fair Shrek, enough. I can watch Shrek 1 and Shrek 2 and ignore any other movie that takes place afterwards because that's that's good yeah good story's over yeah that doesn't necessarily make a good sequel or not that's just i think it, it makes as it in part i think that's part of just a good film in general and yeah, depending exactly. how you're building it right like with shreks i'm sure they didn't know if they're gonna ever make the next one right so you kind of have to just finish your story dude <laughs> like well i think we can also agree shrek is a movie that didn't need any sequels i think we can agree that yeah but the one, the first one we caught was a gem. What about you? What's your next? Well, pick I'm not going to take it away from you. Um, so I'm going to go in a completely Good. different direction because I did, I did a, <clears throat> a comedy, I did a superhero one. Um, now I'm going to go with the one that I honestly just watched just by chance, like three, four nights ago, maybe a little, maybe just a little over a week ago. I don't even know what day it is anymore or what, what's going on. It's um, Wednesday. No, Thursday. it's Thursday. Good. Nice job. <laughs> anyway, I That's don't really remember life, exactly when I watched this, but uh, one day, but it was very, very recently. And that's the terminal. 
with Tom Hanks, which is pretty much like Castaway in an airport. Like it was absolutely. Have you seen that film or no? No, it's been on my list for years, so I haven't seen it though. I remember seeing it back in 2004 or at least sometime when I was younger, but I didn't care because a guy being stuck in the airport is an interesting entertainment to a 13 year old in and general. Then you become like, an adult. Oh, I'm gonna go play some Halo, guys. I'll see you later, you know. That's I'm gonna go Spielberg play some film, Halo 2. <laughs> you know, that came out in 2004, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a Spielberg film, so it's it's it been is on Spielberg, my list yeah. because. Like, because it's me, it's a Spielberg film. It's automatically on my list. Yeah, It's already, it's on my radar. I just haven't watched it yet because I'm a bad, I'm a bad fan. I'm a terrible, terrible fan. So I'll just give you like quick breakdown. I won't like give away any spoilers or anything like that, but it's just, it's a really charming film. A lot of heart. Again, a very human story. But Tom Hanks is playing this character who's coming from Crocasia, right? And he can't really speak English at all when he gets there, like just very very limited and um while he's in the air his country goes into civil war and the government is sacked so then when he lands they can't deny him entry into the u.s because he's an he's a member of an unrecognized country until the country yeah. reorganizes and then the you know u.s can uh, uh recognize his passport but he they also can't send him back because the country is accepting no flights so he's literally fallen in this loophole of he can't go into america but he also can't fly home yeah so it's about this whole thing and like this whole thing takes place well till you know his country figures their shit out but like he meets different people get you know builds these different relationships with uh the different uh you know, people who work there, but you see him like learning English and learning, learning uh, how people do things in America. And like he runs out of it, he loses his food stamp. So he starts collecting carts so he can put them away and get the change for them and uses them to buy Burger King. You know, it's just like stuff like that. And uh, and as the story goes, like it just goes further and further. And I don't remember exactly how long he's there for, but it's a good amount of time that he's stuck at this airport. Uh, but yeah, like, it's just, I just watched it. It's freaking like it has, it, it has a lot of funny moments, has a lot of heart, uh, and just the scenarios he gets himself into and how he figures out how to literally survive <laughs> like in an airport, like it's literally cast away in an airport. Like he's just stuck there. So it was good. It, it was, when it his- was a lot of fun. And, um, what was the other thing I was going to say? I was going to say, oh, Stanley Tucci. Stanley Tucci, I think that one. Oh, Stanley Tucci's amazing yeah. at everything. Yeah, he, like, he's, guy, in, like, he's in that one. So. Like, you want to talk about highlight of Hunger Games with Stanley Tucci, and he's barely in that movie. Yeah. But he's the highlight of it. Yeah. Honestly, 2000s, the 2000s is kind of where I'm still catching up with Spielberg, because, like, I've seen most of his films from his beginning of career to, like, the 80s and 90s. Mm-hmm. But, like, I just saw Catch Me If You Can last year i think or the year before i still haven't seen minority report artificial intelligence munich right warhorse lincoln bridge of spies bfg the post like there are a lot of his newer stuff i've never seen so like <clears throat> the terminal is on my radar and on my list i just have yet to actually watch it fair enough but, but it, oh man i just love i love him as a filmmaker he's just so good 
He is. What, what a guy. What a guy. He is. And we've talked about him like tons of times on here, but yeah. <laughs> well, I think he, I think favorite director. I want to say he was my, I think I said he was my favorite director. I don't know. There was an episode we did about favorite directors, and I want to say that I said him. Fair enough. But I could be wrong, because I don't know nothing. Nothing. Because I luckily have my looks and amazing personality. <laughs> and that's about it. That's where it begins and ends. Anyway, what's your what's your third one? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. This is a loaded freaking question, because, Matt, my list is like 17 movies long. Uh... <laughs> I'm really torn. I'm torn between two. Okay. Because and I and I want to address a bunch of them just because like I, most of these are ones again I grew up and I watched on repeat. Okay, I'm torn between three now. Because we got in the same year we got Shaun of the Dead, Saw, and um, Van Helsing. And, like, two of those changed the genre, in my opinion. Like, like Shaun of the Dead really start like, definitely started that whole Edgar Wright's type of comedy. Kind of getting into the mainstream, because I think it was Shaun right. of the Dead, then we got Hot Fuzz the next year. Um, and, like, Shaun of the Dead's just a fantastic zombie movie, but just fantastic comedy as well. Um, Saw completely shifted the horror genre from where it was going from being super goofy and stuff to being a gritty. More it's really serious. funny that the saw franchise is bizarre because it was started off as this more serious gritty take on horror. And, and it's actually like, ridiculous. <laughs> it got absolutely ridiculous. It went absolutely crazy, but I stand by that first one is just a really solid psychological thriller horror film. Like it's not over the top gory. It's not super crazy with the traps. It's very basic. And it works. It works so well as just, like, this on-your-edge-of-your-seat, tension-building horror movie. Fair enough. And then there's Van Helsing. And I don't know about you, but I love Van Helsing. I don't think it's a great movie, but it is one of the most fun movies that I have ever watched in my entire life. And I revisit it pretty regularly. Hmm. Because it is... It is absolutely ridiculous and it is just so fun and super underrated i feel it takes everything i love with universal monster movies does a unique spin on that too brings them together into this cohesive universe yeah and just like it has a sort of magic to it it is very cheesy it is not great it's not an amazing piece of cinema but i think you love it (laughs) i love it i and i think a lot of people just unnecessarily crap on it especially when you look at the time period it came out again that one came out at the height of like underworld and resident evil right um also hellboy is very similar in tone to it which came out the same year um i'd even say chronicles of riddick is a very similar tone i robot would be a similar tone avp would be a similar tone like if you look at these action horror movies that came out all around the same time they have a very specific tone Van Helsing also got to have that gothic horror element, though, that all those other ones didn't, because all the other ones took place very much in, like, modern times. Although every one of them, like, a lot of the ones I listed definitely had their hands, like, Hellboy definitely had his had their hands in uh, gothic horror as well. And I think a lot of that also came <laughs> comes down to the soundtracks for a lot of these movies that also had random new metal or Evanescence tracks in them. 
Right. Um, and But Van Helsing felt very, very different. The soundtrack to Van Helsing is also tight. Like, it's Alan Silvestri, and it's just super, 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 super good. Like, if you haven't listened to it, give it a listen. It... No, man, I like it. It's fun. It's a fun movie. It's not a smart movie by any means, but I think it is fun. And it did a way better job creating a dark universe than Universal has been able to try and do since. Right. It was, uh, uh, I don't know. I didn't really like it that much. It didn't do that much for me. But <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed it. it. I'm glad you loved it. But it's also right up your alley, too. Like, because that's, oh, that's just your whole, that's part of your whole thing, man. Well, and it's and again, if you look at most of my list, it's like you think you think about 13 year old me and you look at this list and you're like, yeah, OK, these are all movies that he just loved as as child Ethan. OK, yeah, perfect sense. Like this tracks this tracks. How about for you, Matt? Did you or did you go first? I went first. So so we're, we're three and three. We just roll through our list here. Is it time to blast through the list? Time to blast the... through the rest. You want me you to go first? Go first <laughs> you want you, you want to go you, first? You, me first? You, me me him you, 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 oh, you, you. We're either at the same time and yeah, we'll just see, what, see if people yeah, understand it. You can pick out what you like. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, I'll go first. Um, so yeah, these ones, um, I kind of did like my first like kind of three. I think those are my favorite ones, but these ones are also pretty good here. Uh, Fifty first dates. Adam Sandler. Like, that's a, that's a classic yeah. one. That one's pretty funny. Uh, Starsky and Hutch reboot. I remember that being pretty funny. I don't know if it holds up today. Um, Never seen it. But it had Snoop Dogg in it. Owen Wilson. Another Ben Stiller. It was pretty, it was, you know. Oh, wow. It had potential. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And Snoop Dogg. Wow. Loki's pretty good, too. It's a pretty good series. Started watching that. Uh, I'm still I'm, I'm still on the fence. I've only seen the first episode. Oh, yeah. So the second one, it picks I haven't up. I have I haven't formulated my decision. The second one picks up a little bit. Anyway, um, Man on Fire is that Denzel Washington one. Savage. Get into it. Uh, Pretty good. Troy, which is like super long, but I have no idea how I had the page. Oh, no, we had to watch it. We were watching it. We watched it at a youth event, actually. That's why I was like, how did I have a patience to sit and watch this movie, man? Because it's like usually when you're 13, man, you're like, okay, if this like, let's get moving here because it is a slow burn that film, right? Till you get kind of close to the middle or the end of the film. Like it's a slow burn film. Uh, Yeah, but I had to watch it at a event, so I had nowhere to go. So whatever. Uh, I liked it in the end. 11-year-old or 12-year-old me got that movie pitched to him by uh, one of the actors in it. Because, uh, so my dad knew um, Tyler Maine. He played oh, okay. Sabretooth in the X-Men movies because he's, oh, he's from Oh, right, right, you mentioned that, yeah. Yeah, and he used to be a wrestler and then became an actor. And so my dad got him on the phone with me. And, like, this guy is, like, we're talking to him, and I'm like, oh, man, this is super cool. Like, this is this is Sabretooth, and he's like, yeah, and you can check me out my upcoming movie called Troy. Yeah, and my dad knew what it was about. He would kind of an idea of what it was, and he's like, he might be a little too young to see this, like, 14, 14A almost rated R movie. Um, he probably won't <laughs> yeah, see it for a few years. Yeah. Bunch of people getting 
chopped up. But uh, yeah, I got a movie. I got a movie pitched to me by by a movie star when I was a child. So I think that's pretty cool. I don't know if that's fully a pitch, but okay. <laughs> hey, he was trying to sell me to go see. He was trying to sell a ticket to me. So that was still pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. That is pretty cool. Let um, me have this win, Matt. Okay, I'll give you half a point. How's that? Better than nothing. I think it's pretty generous. Um, also, pretty uh, the day after tomorrow, like that one, because you throw me in. I any, love that. You one. throw me in any disaster movie. I'm like, I'm down. Like, this is that's, fun. Dude, that's another one to me that has the same tone and feel as um, as Van Helsing. Again, like it's a weird two, 2004 has a weird tone. Yeah, it, it has a lot of different over. strange ones. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Uh, Napoleon Dynamite's on my list. And I talked about this before, like the first time I watched it, hated it. Second time. Bust a gut so hard. Like, I think it's just the stupidity of it just makes Seeing me the laugh reverse so happen hard. to me. Yeah, you thought it was funny Loved the it, first time, and then I and then you kept hate. watching it, and you're just like, This is that's the so worst funny movie how that movie world. just switches. Hey, like, it's like you either love it or hate it, but then also you're probably done both at some point in your life. Like, it's it was such a ridiculous film. Uh, Anchorman legend of ron burgundy love that one that that was that was kind of like that and dodgeball were kind of competing because uh i really love anchorman that one's very very funny especially when he kicks like when jack black kicks his dog off the bridge like that is some seriously oh, I forgot about shit. that <laughs> and he's like no his dog man oh that's great and like honestly out of will Ferrell and the whole comes. crew man like Cause you got Paul Rudd in there. You got Steve Carell. Yeah. You got uh, what's his face, man? He always plays those country hit. We guys. know who he is. You know who I'm talking about. It's Packer. Packer. Yeah, Packer. exactly. Yeah, the Pac Man from yep. the Office. Um, but like that whole crew's in there, and then like even that news, that news studio, like alley fight or whatever. Yeah. Like, when all the different news studios are coming in, like that was and then, just and they great. Blew that up in the sequel. Yeah. Like. Steve Krell's just That's... running around with a grenade, like, <laughs> like just holding it, and when, I think and then he when they killed a man, <laughs> I, yeah, I think I think he might have killed a man. I like loud noises. Is that um, the one where he gets the trident, or is yeah, the that's the trident one. I think because that's what he killed, right? Because he just whips his trident. trident. <laughs> just like, it's just like it's just the randomest movie when they start singing afternoon delight like acapella like it was just like there's just so many moments like that that come in and uh, it you know, was like, just so funny i loved anchorman out of will ferrell's films that i've watched over the years that was the first one that like i watched and i really enjoyed the first time i saw it yeah and then and then stepbrothers would probably be the second one because like i didn't see that until recently yeah stepbrothers is pretty damn stuff, great like, yeah but like no like uh, that's one i really like uh, what else is in here that's worth talking about? Incredibles. Um, uh, I Robot was okay. I don't fully remember I, it, but I was like, the robots were kind of creepy. I was kind of down with that. That's another thirteen year old. That feels like Ethan a Van Helsing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, dude, yeah, no, right I watched in that, that on, re- right in the alley, on repeat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, got Will Ferrell or Will Ferrell. You got. I Will was Smith. like Will Ferrell. <laughs> I don't remember Imagine. Will Ferrell in that movie. <laughs> Uh, Shia LaBeouf was in it very briefly. Was he? Um, yeah, as, yeah, I don't as, yeah. He's Will Smith's like sidekick character. Oh, and then uh, and then Alan Tudyk plays uh, plays the robot. Oh, that, I did Sunny. not know that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty go cool. Back. Dude, if you go back and watch it, you can't unhear it now. Like it's. Oh, damn! Now I'm gonna have to go watch it again. It's it's really fun. It's really weird, but it it works. It works really well. 
I don't know how well it ages, but like it's. I'll have to go check fun. it out. It, it was on my list as well. Um, what else I have in there? National Treasure. Did I say that already? Um, yeah, those you know, are Prosser's classics. never seen National Treasure one or two. He's Dude, those either. are classics, man. Like you gotta he's at least a Nick watch Cage them. Fan. Yeah. Like That's man, odd. I feel like. How can you be a like, Nick Cage fan and not have seen National Treasure? I like this podcast has become like a weekly thing of like Prosser has not seen this very well known <laughs> movie. We're just like, God damn it, Prosser. Um, you haven't seen one and it's like, ah, it's fine. It's whatever. But, but like Prosser, Prosser we're just like, like uh, oh, my wow, goodness. My God. Oh, I, I made him watch cars. There. And, Sorry. <laughs> I made him watch cars and he finally he finally understood why we were talking about. Cars. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, it was good. It was good. It was a good movie. It was a good movie, guys. Like, good how, movie. But again, how do you go? How do you go like fifteen years of your life not seeing Cars? Exactly. That's a good question. It's bizarre to me. It's, I mean, about, it's weird. Probably the same as he's gone seventeen years without seeing National Treasure. It's weird, man. It is. Again, he's a Nick Cage like fanboy. Like he loves Nick Cage. Odd as hell. I know. Um, last one on my list is. Not a good movie, but I really enjoy it. And that was Blade Trinity. Uh, like it, it, like as a movie itself is like just not good. But goddamn, it's like so Lesley, weird, Wesley but... Snipes in a leather jacket with a sword, hanging out with Ryan Reynolds as he lips off vampires and like gets his ass kicked a bunch is just like money, man. Oh, it, yeah. it works for me. I eat it up. Um, and then you also have. Uh, Purcell, what's his name? Who who plays? Uh, oh, uh, Dominic. Purcell. Dominic Purcell. Yeah, yeah. That was the first time I saw him in a film too. It was that, like and, uh, it, it's not a deal as well. Yeah, like it's not a good movie. Like it's nowhere near the same level as the first two Blade films. It's still fun, uh, but it was a lot of fun. And if you love that kind of thing, then it's, you're, you're down. Like I'm, I was down. I was like, yeah, yeah. Down like a clown, Charlie. Brown. Down like a clown, Charlie Brown. Man. I still say that to this day. Down like a clown, Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown. Thanks, Matt. That's your fault. You're welcome. Anyway, that's that's, that's pretty much fault. my list. Oh, and uh, The Girl Next Door, which was like this hilarious one where I first saw <laughs> Timothy Oliphant. And it was pretty much about like, you know, the porn industry and guys from high school and this chick. It, it was, anyway, it's it was very adult film why i watched it when i was 13 we, no idea but it was pretty dope because when I you were a hormonal 13 <laughs> boy and alicia cuthbert was in it and she was hot yeah that, that's, that's pretty much it <laughs> it worked it i was, was like yeah this is a great movie man that is a movie that i bought but it's actually a pretty adult. funny film oh yeah like it's but actually I, it, it, as a film itself it's not terrible but i bought it when there was, I was definitely I, reasons when you were younger <laughs> like when i, was a I kid bought it when i was like that. 14 so funny i bought one of them about 14 or 15 but i was so scared to watch it because i thought it was just going to be essentially porn yeah i was so scared to watch i didn't watch it until i i think i went to college and then i finally watched it and i'm like oh this, this is not really really tame yeah, like yeah yeah 100 percent, man it wasn't like, actually okay, that bad is... it was just like okay, this is not the worst thing I've watched for movies. Like this is okay. It's All like right. the tamest you could be with having the porn industry in your film. Like right, like literally, like, like nothing about it. Like, but yeah. But anyway, but 13, fourteen year old me was like, yes, I'm gonna own a film that is meant for people not my age. And then I didn't watch it and, until I was. And this the, chick's yeah. a babe. 
Well, because I, I grew up, I had a massive celebrity crush on her for years. Because, like, do you remember the show Popular Mechanics for yep. Kids? Yeah, she was the host of that. Yeah, oh, yeah, I know. Her, her, her Jay Baruchel, <laughs> just, he was the other host. <laughs> and it just wrinkles my brain. It's mind-blowing, isn't it? Because I, like, look at him, I'm like, oh, a Hiccup hosted PMK with Alicia Cuthbert. Okay, all right. And I used, that was one of my Saturday morning shows yeah every morning i would wake up and i'd watch pop mechanics for kids yeah like it was super educational it was a great show loved it it was so good but they uh, all know, start somewhere so I, right yeah so i grew up grew up having a crush on her from that and then and then you're like whoa she's she just got more and more like, she got more and more beautiful as she went on and it was just uh, the crush continued like honestly my favorite character in the film was like uh timothy oliphant there like he played kind of like her manager guy and he was a huge dick but i was like man this guy's hilarious like that was the first time i've seen him in a film and then i hadn't seen him for so many years honestly until probably recently he started popping up and damn near everything and and damn right like he's a good performer a good actor it's great if you don't look in the mandalorian if you don't know who i talk about yeah he was he was the fake boba fett kind of guy first episode season two but like he's in uh, tons of stuff fan. now no and he's always been he's always kind of been on my radar he's been one of those oh hey it's that guy um i know prosper's a big fan of him too yeah like we'll just be talking randomly I'm like oh yeah uh, santa clarita oh, yeah, diet he's like really funny in that one live free and die hard yeah yeah live villain, free and right? die hard yeah well he was in hitman too he was one of the, like talking about you know not great video game movies, but yep. Um, well, he's in the office as well. He's he the, is in the office. Yep. He, yeah. He's not. He doesn't play a big role. He just comes in every once in a while. Um. No, I think his his real big break that a lot of people know him from is Justified. That's the one that a lot of people know. Mm. Which I haven't watched yet, but I've heard nothing but good things about it. Yeah. Um. What about your list there? Uh, Euro Trip. I really enjoy Euro Trip. It's another one of those dumb, dumb teenage comedy movies. Oh yeah. Did you ever see that one or no? Oh yeah. Yeah, it's another. It's again, those it's another really ones, dumb yeah. one, but but I absolutely enjoyed it. Um, Scooby Doo Two, I mentioned Hellboy, uh, Shaun of the Dead, Punisher. The Thomas Jane Punisher came out mm-hmm. this year, and that was really, really, really. It's a fun adaptation of Punisher. Probably one of the best ones um super size me came out yeah that year and we actually watched it in class and everyone was really grossed out by it and then there's me being like i really and you're just like is it weird that i really want to eat more mcdonald's (laughs) no and that's the thing and me and my friends went to mcdonald's yeah you're just like well this documentary clearly gave me the wrong message (laughs) this did not work at all and look at me now yeah um king arthur I really, I really enjoyed the adaptation. Of I King never Arthur, saw that one. The kind of more, it's interesting because it's it's grounded, it's realistic. There's not really any mysticism mm-hmm. to it at all, but the characters are interesting. Great cast, like I'd say, I'd say check it out for sure. Uh, AVP, gotta love Alien versus yeah. Predator. I mean, you don't have to. It's it was again thirteen year old me Eat loved it, up, it, man. As I've gotten as I've gotten older and explored that franchise even more. Yeah, no, like it's not it's not one of the best movies. Uh it's better than AVPR. It's better than Requiem, which is you know, not a good movie. 
Uh, Shark Tale is also on my list. And Shark Tale is, I, I feel, a, another really solid animated movie that people just don't really talk about. Fair enough. Um, Team America World Police. Nothing? No? No, no, I've seen, seen it. Team yeah. America? It was just like yeah, it was just it done. was it was almost like beyond me sometimes though. I was like, this is the dumbest shit I've ever seen. Like, and See, here's and my reaction to like really dumb things. Cause generally I am inclined to enjoy really dumb things. Yeah. But sometimes as soon as like it goes over that boundary or goes too far, I'm like, I'm out, man. Like there's a limit for me. And I think with that film and Napoleon Dynamite 2, the first time when I watched it, it passed that limit, right? Yeah, if I watch Team America World Police now or a second time, because I only watched it the one time and I was like, stupid. No, thank you. If I watched it the How second time, uh, probably like 14 at that time, because I didn't watch it that year it okay. came out, but it was short. It wasn't too long. You watch it pretty yeah. close after. But I never did watch it a second time. Maybe if I watched it the second time, it would have the same Napoleon effect where I'd be like, this is freaking hilarious. Like once you kind of accept that level, like because I think sometimes yeah. that's what it is. It's like you just have like your own built-in level of what kind of stupidity you'll accept and if it exceeds that you're like horrendous terrible but then if you go that into the, then if you go into the second time and you know it's already that level so you ex- yeah. like there's that level of stupidity that you're accepting now cuz you're watching it that second time that's my own theory on it how well, that works but well, it worked for me on two levels, and one of them was I didn't watch it until college. Like, I didn't watch it until I was older. Yeah. So, like, it wasn't really a huge leap for me. It was basically like, okay, I've already, I already know what this movie is going yeah. into it. And the second one is growing up, there was that TV show, like the TV show Thunderbirds, mm-hmm. with the marionettes and stuff like that, that I loved. I loved yeah. that as a kid. Because I loved everything when I was a kid. I just watched just, too just much enjoyed TV. it I all. Realized... She's like, I love everything. I have watched... The, when I think about the amount of media that I have actually ingested over the last 30 years, it kind of terrifies me. Yeah. But Thunderbirds was a big one for me that I really enjoyed. So, like, as a parody of that, it also really, really worked for yeah. me. So it kind of worked for me on two fronts, and I thought it was just really funny. And just, it's, I think, as an adult, I think you should revisit it. It is a really mm-hmm. stupid movie, but it is... It reminds me a lot of your humor, genuinely. <laughs> like, like, you're just like, stu- I can see jokes that laughing at this. If you look at Quantum of Snowflakes and you look at Team America, it it's is not it's too very far similar. Off, right? Not at all. Like, not yeah. in the slightest. Like, it's... <laughs> it surprises me how much you haven't seen Team America. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I watched it once and I was like, I'm good. I'm out, man. Like, yeah. And I think this is, that's what it is. Like, I just think that movie went beyond my levels of stupidity that I was okay to allow it for that watch through. Again, maybe if I watch three it years again, later, man, maybe it'll be hilarious. Three years later, the stuff you were coming up with is just, just, just oh, from my... <laughs> um, uh, last movie on my list. I've, I've talked about it before. I'm pretty sure about the SpongeBob movie. Oh yeah. You've year. talked and about it. Yeah. Solid. Good old SpongeBob. Solid flick. Can't go wrong with it. That is my list for 2004. I think it was a pretty it was, solid Yeah, list. like, in, in a pretty, like, like, solid year overall. 13-year-old me had a good year yeah. in 2004 for movies. I can't I can't speak on my personal life because I don't remember a lot of it. And the funniest, like, and, and the, like, the best part is we go deeper into the years. It's funny to see how the different decades and the cultures influence 
the films that we're watching and stuff like that and and how they evolve and change and it's kind of like you said those early 2000s late 90s just like some of the kookiness and stuff that went on it's like now we're starting to dig into that as well do you find that you've seen more movies the further we be- go the further back uh, we go probably or do you think you've watched less? less um well obviously the further back we go there's going to be more younger first people films right um how many of the adult True. ones i have actually like revisited like terminal right great film really enjoyed it i'm like i know it's not like it's not like the biggest hit ever i don't really remember how well it's been received by everyone else but i personally watching it just like a week ago i enjoyed it i was like man it's pretty good man it's not a bad film i thought it was worse <laughs> but why don't people like, talk about this but movie? That's when, you know, when you're watching those things at 13, it's like I pieced out halfway through because I was like, I don't care about a guy in it. Like it was getting, it was on at home. So I just went and played Halo 2 because <clears throat> that was infinitely more interesting than watching yeah. a guy in a terminal. So like when you're younger, you just don't care about some of those films. Like you're all like Van Helsling, Blade Trinity, F yeah, you know, Terminal. A human story with emotion and like and deep character Characters. moments. Like I'm out of here, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's how it was. Man. The night that the naivete of youngness. And that's what we'll be saying about ourselves when we're like sixty. God damn when we were thirty, we we're stupid as hell. God damn morons. Well, we didn't have any even know what movies were then. good. Yeah. What do you mean you watch Damn movies? Fools. Damn fools. Um, so, Matt, you got a question of the day for us? Uh, yeah, I do. And this is actually just a little sneak peek into next week's episode. But Matt, uh, what if we don't talk about your question next week's episode? I'm pretty sure we will, because... What if we change our minute will. last... Or change, change our minute, our last, minute mind. last mind. What if we change our minute last mind? Well, what if we are? Well, what if we lose the ability to speak? Because that seems to be the direction both of us might be heading tonight. <laughs> well, guys, next week's episode will feature only Matt talking to himself like a crazy person. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Blah, 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 blah. Like a crazy that's all folks um okay don't say that they're gonna stop listening (laughs) question they they weren't even listening up to this point they left when we were talking about prosser five minutes in (laughs) this is also true (laughs) question of the day what game would you like to see as a movie and this doesn't have to be a video game because next week is all about video game films it could be board games um any type of game or any, you know, any like like Lego, I would consider a game of sorts. You know what I mean? Like, because it's more interactive and stuff like well, that. Like, that's the but thing. Is, like, is there the, anything like the you first... would like to see made into a film? They'd be like, dude, that would make a dope movie. Honestly, I don't like I honestly don't think so, because I think most of the ones that I would like to see have been done. Because I like the thing is I as an Uncharted fan I didn't really want to see an Uncharted movie mm. but like I accept that it's happening. But it's happening. The Lego movie happened and the first one was great so I don't like that's kind of off my list too. And Lego Batman was also great so that's off my list. Clue is a phenomenal movie based off the board game so like like that one is like board games are off my list like because like how would you do Game of Life the movie 
or Monopoly the movie, or Sorry the movie, or Trouble the movie? Well, that's a good question. Like, how would you do Lego the movie, right? Like, until it's actually done, that's kind of the question. Trouble's like this psychological thriller <laughs> where, like, these kids are all sitting. They have to, like, basically, they're playing Trouble, but any time that they, like, something, they land on something wrong, they have to finish the game, yeah. or else, like, the room closes in, or a trap lays off, or, like, one of them gets killed, like... Like, you could totally do, like, a Saw-esque movie with Trouble. I don't know if I'd want to see that, because I would just be laughing yeah. too hard the entire time. Fair enough. The dumbest concept <laughs> in enough. the world. Um, This kind of, yeah, this kind of ties into probably some opinions I might have next, uh, next time. I would really like to see a good adaptation of Mario. Fair enough. Like, I think that would be... I'm trying to think of video games that I play. I don't play a lot. But um, Mario is one that deserves a good adaptation. I think animated would be fine. I don't think I need a live-action adaptation. Mm. Um, because we've seen how that turns out. But uh, a good animated Mario movie, I think, would be kind of dope. Honestly, one of the most underrated things that no one talks about is the DK had a animated tv show oh i remember that yeah and, and no one talks I remember about that it, it was it was it really fun it was all. really like, it was at yeah. least back from those days i don't god that's got to be going back eh? sonic i oh yeah i think sonic has proven to be the most adaptable because they've adapted sonic how many different times yeah there's been at least two or there's been at least three or four different shows if not more. oh yeah the tv shows like the cartoons and stuff yeah yeah and then <laughs> the movie which actually wasn't terrible i actually yeah, really that's enjoyed the it. word on the street i haven't seen it it's it's it was good it was a good time it's watchable yeah i think because that's the thing is like now it's to a point where they're actually like they're actually adapting things and not doing a terrible job. they're getting better steps last... step by yes. step for sure how about you matt the funniest you... thing is it's like I was going to say stuff, and then I was like, oh, wait, they actually are... Like, every one I started thinking about, like, oh, wait, no, I think they are doing that. I think they are. So I, on, or they or I on, done honestly, it. I don't even have an answer to my own damn question now. <laughs> I'm thinking about, like, son <laughs> of a bitch. Um, well, it's like, cause I, that's the thing is I can't really think of, like... I was like, yeah, man, because a lot of the like, big popular ones, they're definitely going for. Um, there's either movies coming out or... Uh, tv series and we'll we'll get into that too next week a little bit more like what's kind of coming down the the chain here the pipeline yeah exactly the, the, the horror game until dawn would also be a really good movie adaptation i feel like that one's really isn't fun. that a movie already isn't there an until dawn movie no if there is then i am unaware of it but like the the game is the game is pretty much you play through a movie but you get to play as each individual character and, like, the cool thing with the game is you get to choose who... You get to choose... You try to make everyone survive. Is that a board game, or are you talking about the video game? Yeah, it's yeah. It's a video game. Yeah. I, know you're t I know which game you're talking um, about. Oh, yeah. Did you... Did you... You've played it? No, but I, I've seen it, like, because it's only on PlayStation, and I've been thinking about buying yes. it uh, the last little it's while. It's and really that studio has put out, like, an anthology now of, like, horror games yeah. in the same type of style. So I really I want to play, play them because it looks like just a stupid fun time. It is. Dude, I so I was doing really well and I had basically everybody living and I was on the very last level 
I made one mistake and I like killed everybody. Off half of the- <laughs> yes, you're like everyone else had like yeah. made it. I think maybe I killed off one character who like had yeah. to die, but then like, and I'm like, no, but I'm I can get everyone out. I can get everyone out, and I hit a button too soon, and blew and everybody dude. up. And I'm like, I went from like eight characters you're to just three. Like, oh. Like wow, I didn't. And everyone's like, "What did you do?" And I'm like, "I panicked. <laughs> I panicked. I was doing so well." That's so funny. Uh, yeah, no, like something like that would be. But a that's great the kind movie. of game it is, yeah. man. I mean, interesting like film. Um, I think for me, like the one that I want to see. Uh... No, they're doing. I think TV series of that or something. Or maybe. Um, would you want to see an actual like? good adaptation of halo or do you think that's gonna be well they're making the tv series that because that was one of my answers right then i was like never mind that's going to paramount plus i think there's a tv series for paramount plus um but let's just say okay let's just it's coming or whatever but let's just say yeah that's something i would like to see um but again done well and it's hard like and it's tough like and we'll get into why video games are a little bit t- like tougher to move into a different medium um, and, and kind of depending on the game. Right. But adaptations, I think, even from books to film is tough and, you know, from comics to films, obviously challenging, uh, you know, until recently they started cracking the code and video games are getting closer. They're still not quite there yet, though. Um, but yeah, like the biggest one, honestly, is. Yeah, I think Halo is a big one, and um, I'd probably say like Mass Effect would be pretty sick too. But again, I think they're working on a movie like that or a TV series. It's hard to know. There's a lot of rumors out there. Well, I'm, assu- I'm assuming. So this is a crappy question, man, because <laughs> it's like all the things I was thinking about. Every time I'm like, wait, no, I think actually something's happening. Well, I'm assuming like Assassin's Creed is probably another one that you'd like to see them actually tackle properly. Uh, and that's getting a Netflix series. So, like, it's like everything I think about off the top of my head is like, oh, that's all right. Oh, no, here we go. Horizon. That's what I was thinking of before. Like Horizon Zero Dawn? Horizon Zero Dawn. I still need to play that one. Dude, super good. Um, It's it's probably not my favorite of the PlayStation exclusives. But that's that's still saying a lot because the PlayStation exclusives are like top tier caliber storytelling video games like oh, god of war getting a series at phenomenal all, yeah it is they're talking about a god of war series too on the mm. list there because that's another one that i was thinking about and i was like last of us last of us is getting a series it is um still with pedro it. pascal he's pretty much playing the mandalorian but in in a zombie and apocalypse it's, it's filming in alberta yeah 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 uh, there's a chance i might work, get to work on it at some point Dude, if you do, you gotta invite me down, man. I, I would be, I'd be so ruby. Can I be, to, in, can I be a zombie guy? I don't get to work on it in that aspect. <laughs> I just get to, I get to stand. If I, if I do work, it's like I get to stand there with a sign. Like that's. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's, you guys think you could make my buddy a zombie? <laughs> and that's how I never work in the industry. An infected? Thanks, yeah, thanks, exactly. Before thanks, I even Matt. Start. Thanks, Matt. Just get you fired right away. Um, but no, because Horizon Zero Dawn too is is really interesting. Like it's, I don't want to kind of explain and get into it all, but like, what really makes it very dynamic is it's a world filled with isn't it like technology uh, and machines. Like, it's like technology and prehistory kind of rolled into one. Yeah, 
it's very much like that. Like humanity's kind of at a tribal level, but and and but instead of like giant dinosaurs or you know animals like roaming, a, they're machines. It's like and if it's the Dinobots very cool. uh, were around cavemen. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And they so they're like all super high tech, and then you're like. I got a good old bow and arrow. This, this will work. Like, and the combat in the game is incredible, but but the story itself is very interesting, and uh, I think that would make a great series or film. But yeah, no, that's my answer. I totally forgot about that one. I was going through all my PlayStation ones and Xbox ones, and I totally forgot. By the time it was my turn, Horizon Zero Dawn. Hell yeah! All right. Um. Yeah, I think that's probably that's, it for this episode. That's that's your question. That's your answer. It's terrible, Matt. Do better next time. How dare Sorry. you? Sorry. I totally forgot. I was like, this is terrible. I forgot you, my answer. You gave a... How could you forget your answer? That's almost as bad as forgetting your question, which is something I've never done before. Yeah, both are pretty bad, eh? It's yeah. like, man. <laughs> Glad I've never done either. Yeah. Glad I totally didn't forget never. two questions of the day that I came never, up with this week. Never did that. Uh anyway yeah that wraps up another episode of a feast of films uh where can the good people find you at you can find me at places that are very important and um that are different than what i previously have said you can find me at twitter and this is a new twitter handle now so hold on to your hats people storytellers for life is dead don't go there <laughs> i'm not i'm not going back so i'm like i might go back every once in a while so but storytellers for a short while <laughs> Yeah, no, no, still for life. It's just I'm not going to tweet about it every oh, okay, day, okay. you know? Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to tweet about it. And, well, basically the biggest thing there was, like, the time investment, how much time I actually have, yeah. how much time it takes to turn around, make videos and stuff, and then realizing, okay, well, I'm spending a lot of time talking about stories, but it's eating up all my time to actually write stories. Yeah. <laughs> so it kind of became, I'm like, oh, this is why there's not a lot of channels out here like this, because it takes too goddamn long to actually turn it back around uh but you can find me twitter at gk radio man and uh that's for my new podcast because it's much easier and quicker to turn around uh gaming night radio where we celebrate the best of gaming and call out the worst with news reviews comments opinions a couple of everything (laughs) yeah with your grumpiest old man host that's me grumpy ass old man it's a fun time actually i just started uh just before e3 here and i covered e3 so every day there was something i was putting on a podcast every day and i did one tonight for the xbox presentation so this is literally the second podcast i'm recording like i've just been talking since like Matt just four tired. o'clock <laughs> like it's just long but uh yeah you can find it anywhere you can find podcast except apple probably because one day they're kind of they're just being dicks about it they take time um but apparently one of my like analytics was like yeah no someone from apple's like listen to this i'm like really because i'm pretty sure i'm not even like signed up on apple but i don't know and i don't have an iphone so i can't go check it's on there but anyway where can the good people find you ethan it's a great podcast come on by guys we have a lot of fun you can find me at my usual hangouts at uh, Ethan R. Hill on Instagram, Ethan R. Hill on YouTube, and you can also find mine and Prosser's feature film, Damned Rights, on realhouse.org. Um, 
I don't post a lot. I should probably post more, but I don't because I am just too busy stressing about life. I'm too yeah. anxious to post about things. It's, Listen, it's... if you're anxious, you don't need more Twitter. That's a, that's all I know. Twitter, I don't use. I have it, but I never use it. That's why I don't yeah. say to find me on it because you like you're not going to see me tweet anything. Yeah. Instagram, you get a couple posts here and there. That's basically every every that's month what or you so. Get. Yeah. Every month to six months, I'm like, I should post a picture. How do I work this newfangled technology? And then you just smile like. No, it's Jeez. always pictures. Mostly it's pictures of records. That's that's what you'll see is pictures of records. So if you're into that, come on down. Yeah. Uh, where I'm filming stuff, I'll post stuff too. But currently I'm not in the middle of filming anything. So there's not a lot I can post about. Yeah. But yeah, that's where you can find me. That's where you can find Matt. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to another episode of A Feast of Films. I am Ethan R. Hill. And with me, as always, is... Matt... Jesse Browser. Majesty Browser. Majesty Browser. Where is he? <laughs> Matt Alu. All right. We'll see you all next week. Have a great week, everybody. So long. Bye bye. Toodaloo. Yeah.